Hello, everyone, and welcome to Technically Inappropriate. This week, we... Hold on. Tony, where are you? If the police answer, just hang up. <laughs> Wrong number. <laughs> ah, fuck. All right. As little as possible. Whenever, exactly. I, whenever I'm forced to. I've got... Hi, what's going on? Uh, why aren't you on the fucking call? What time? Get on the fucking oh, call. What time? Oh, fuck. It's like a quarter past. <laughs> yeah, where are you at? I, I, I'm sitting here watching Grand Tour, and my alarm didn't go off. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson has nothing to fucking do with this. Get your ass on. Yeah, yeah, yeah fucking I'll be guys there work. in a bit. Right, bye. <laughs> bye. Anyway... This week, the boys geek out on development groups and look at software bugs. You want to know why your problems are never fixed? Now you can. This week's topic is poop tech. Why they decided on this topic, the world may never know. We have a new logo, so you don't have to keep wondering what the old one was. So let's tune in and see who has the best dump story. I, I wonder why... You know, you're probably wondering why I asked you all here today. <laughs> Dude, well, it, it just proves a point. Like, usually I come with, like, a couple cans of beer for this thing, and, like, all I had was this big fucking bottle, so I don't even do the normal crack shit when I started. We are all have, kinds of stuff. Oh, I, you got, I, you got soccer later. I, I do have I soccer was, later. I better be <laughs> fucking drunk before I get there to deal with it. Hmm. I Tony, I think it's nap. time for an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was having a nap, you know. More beer, it, less soccer, is that what you mean? It's um, it, it's sort of required, you know. Once you get to a certain age, you know, and you've been drinking won't fixes all morning. Um, if I didn't share this already, the um, we decided to refer to our uh, daily drinks as uh, won't fixes by designs or no repros. I'm going to have to build our what? website soon because we have too many <laughs> damn jokes no. between all this shit. We so, uh, what? Uh, okay, I got questions, but I'm, I feel like you're about to answer all of them. I uh, uh, won't fix. <laughs> well, these were all bug reports when we were at Microsoft, and yeah. it was the, the beautiful thing that we would do. And it, it became especially awesome when somebody else you knew submitted a bug report to you and you could then treat it with uh, how do i put this the contempt it deserved <laughs> which um you know is uh one of our mates uh grunky uh submitted a bug report for visual studio while i was there and i got it and i'm like you know, and, and the process is you start off with, um, yeah, we looked at it, so there's no reproduction. So it's no repro. Sent right. it back. And then uh, he sent back and said, like, here's a better example case of how you can find it. And I looked at it and sat down <laughs> with the dev manager, and I'm like, yeah, we're not going to fix that. So I sent <laughs> it back to him, won't fix. And he submits it back again saying, no, no, we need this. And then I looked at it for a bit more, cracked open the spec and said, no, nah, fuck you, that's by design. <laughs> and sent it back to him. And at that point, and then I sent him like taunting emails saying, come on, with just a little bit more effort, you could get us to address this. <laughs> back channeling it. The, I, coasters. I the, best, the best thing you could do, Tony, is five years later, send him a note. <laughs> 
<laughs> or find that, that bug as a subject line. <laughs> find that same bug and then yeah. send it back and saying, yeah, yeah, we okay. decided we're going to fix this, but we need you to make a justification. <laughs> <laughs> I is, is that bug still outstanding? Oh, God knows. It was so... This was one of the... So one of the things I did, you know, because I, I used to be the program manager responsible for extensibility in the VSIDE. Right. Uh, the, you know, so devenv, uh, .exe was the, the shell. And I used to go around and I would beat up other teams saying, like, stop making crap, start making plugins. You know, because what these <laughs> other teams would do is they would just <laughs> take um, a snapshot of our code base. And go, yep, yeah, we're going to use this snapshot and build our tool off that. I'm like, well, you know what happens when you do that? Any bugs we fix don't get taken back into your code base. Right. Right. So, and I would go around and I complain. I think that was what it was about. I think it was something like I had complained enough that finally Azure had decided they would build their tool using our you know API mm -hmm. and I was like yeah this is a really obscure corner case and uh, I will leap with the speed of a thousand startled gazelles to get that fixed and uh, then proceeded to go through the won't fix uh, no repro by design <laughs> I'm uh, taking this immediately great. to figure yeah. out how I can block it as this fast is, as this possible. Is number 36 yeah. or 37 on my list, depending on where you rank right. gazelle it stampedes. Is, it it right. is like to, to, to quote Red Dwarf, it is like, you know, number 17 on my daily goal list right after learn Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> and for our listeners that wonder why that bug never gets fixed, listen, you're hearing directly from the source. Look, now, don't get me wrong. I. I would, I fixed a lot of bugs while I was on VSIDE. It was always like chiseling through somebody's nutsack to get the devs to work on this stuff. <laughs> right? You know, there was always many, many reasons for why. Oh, no, no. Shiny new thing we've got to go work on. Right. Instead this of code hygiene. I understand all the people in the house that are giving us money now, but we don't have these people's money. So let's go attack We don't that. care about the old money. We want the new, the money. new money. It's shinier well, uh, and prettier. This sounds like a, this is a topic idea. Maintenance, well, so, maintenance so, development, uh, and how to make right, it sexy. Well, well, it. So what I would do is every release that we would go through is I would go mine all the old bugs that we had closed as, you know, we, we weren't going to address that release. I'd reactivate them. I'd put them in a big list. I'd, you know, stack rank them. I'd sit down with Dev and I would go through and say, like, okay, let's, mm -hmm. you know, T-shirt cost all of these things and let's, like, do code hygiene work. And I feel like, you know, people don't do that anymore, I think. Now, I, you know, let's face it, I was not 100% successful on <laughs> achieving the goal there because, yeah, you know, like, Devs will work well only under constant supervision and cornered like uh, rats. <laughs> I was and, like fearing for their lives, right? You know. I, I see what you're saying because without constant supervision, someone's going to go do all that code hygiene, but it's just because they, they're working on some other project and they decide, oh, I need to 
rebuild the dependency injection engine because this is bullshit. And it's like, I just... I just needed you to move this from here to there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I need another library in the other. You would see this all the time of like, you know, look, we've got some bugs here that have been pissing off people for a long time. Let's go fix them. Oh, no, it can't possibly. Way too expensive. There's nothing that we could do. Blah, blah. New shiny thing depends on x subsystem oh yeah we're going to the moon oh well now we have to go back in and fix that you know and i'm like why no 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 it's way too hard we can't possibly work on that maybe no 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 the the fundamental the the rule of thumb for developer estimates we're i think we're about to create a podcast that just ostracizes the development community and they're the only people who will understand what we're talking about well (laughs) that that's our i'm going i'm all into baby here's that and the the few thousand program managers that work at microsoft that have been dealt with this they'll be like okay those are those those fuckers know what it's like to like okay these guys will appreciate the fact that once upon a time i had a spreadsheet when i'm going through that list that you're talking about tony of here's all the shit and let's t-shirt size it and let's kind of like get our arms around is this big is this hairy is it complicated and then I would weight that based on how much I thought the developers were actually interested in doing the work, <laughs> because if they, it, it get, the estimate needs to be increased or sorry increased if they want to do it, and decreased if they uh, it, if yeah, they don't yeah, want to do yeah. it. Because there's every it's, I'm, it still happens to this day where I'm like, you guys are telling me that. Well, let's hypothetically let's say we have a 100. We do a, a velocity of 100 points in a sprint. And you guys are telling me that, and nobody wants to do pixel pushing. So moving the order of these controls in the header is going to take a half a sprint of everyone's effort as opposed to this, you know, oh, let's change the database out under the covers. And like, oh, yeah, we could do that. And like, yeah, it's like 10 points. Well, it, <laughs> so I had to, I, that for legal reasons, I had to have two URLs, like two hyperlinks added to help about in the uh, Visual Studio IDE, right? And so I'm like, it's a dialogue box. You're like, just crack it open inside Visual C++, open the dialogue editor, add to URLs, close it, stick it back in the source tree, declare victory, right? That's all that should happen. It's a solid day's work. Right. It's actually well, not even, it's a solid morning's work. Well, it's just like a solid 15 minutes work, you know, for fuck's sake, because I already had. Oh, sorry. All, it would take me at least half a day, Tony, but okay. I, I already had the URLs. <laughs> and now I, at Microsoft, we used this thing called FW Links, mm. where um, uh, there was another database where your URL would be FW, blah, so, you know, like go.microsoft.com slash FW link equals some is that because a uniform yeah. resource locator was not enough no no so because like we we wanted to disassociate i'm asking the product, for a friend wanted to associate the actual implementation of the product from yeah okay. what the web devs were doing you know because they would suddenly decide that all yeah. of these parts of the website should now be under a different uh information architecture and stuff right so 
for no apparent reason, but I think that was because they didn't have enough work and so they would just generate this stuff all the time <laughs> and justify full employment. <laughs> so I already had the FW links. I had it set up. I covered all 37 languages that uh, Visual Studio had to, to use. All done. Two fucking FW links. Just go add them. Dev managers. Oh, no. No, we can't do that <laughs> And I'm like, come on, you can just do it. Oh, no, no, we can't do it without a spec. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you want an actual written document spec to add to. I, I see the game you're playing. I'm going to raise you and fuck you at the same time. So I wrote, I wrote a nine-page spec. That's what she said. <laughs> a nine-page spec on putting... FW links in to help about that also required threat modeling, accessibility testing. I added all of this additional shit into the spec and I said, there you go, dev lead. Have a Legally good required, we have to go do that. And now you have to do all this other work that we'd all would have just glossed over if you just added the two URL. This could have been a handshake. See, this is, and, and this is why <laughs> I was is a, when I was nothing better than vindictive program manager. <laughs> I would, I would love to read this spec just to kind of just to it was soak like, it up. I the, shit you the, not. The it was like thin, nine the pages thin long. Passive aggression throughout this entire of professionalism <laughs> that comes with it. No, this I is mean, when this was. Back I, be, I, be, the, I believe it's in our. You can't argue against any of this. Like, of, well, of course we would want. Accessibility, right? Like, of course, we want purple blinds. It sounds like this is Tony going, Oh, you're you're in that corner. I'm just let me just finish painting. I'll be there in a minute. And this is the same reason when I was a developer that I always took all my estimates and times them by pi and gave them out, and they almost always worked because you know, straight line start to done. But by the time you figure out all the requirements, by the time you deal with all the PMs. By the time you deal with the fact that the marketing sales team has changed the project three times, by the time you've actually figured out how to fucking actually develop it, now you're there. So, so <laughs> what Rob is saying was that his estimates were consistently three about three times less than what it took. It wasn't that his <laughs> estimates were actually accurate. They were that bad that he had to multiply by three to no, make the goal. Here's yeah, the last also tip, probably true, Tony. Which is if you if you find the right ratio for padding your estimates, which it sounds like Rob did, then you can always deliver on time. And if things work out appropriately, you got you know for a one day project, you got two days to fuck around. Exactly. And I so think I'm, you've I never you've missed the code, Rob. I, I did not miss many dates. You can go back and talk to all my managers over time. I, I hit a lot of my dates. And when everyone asks, why did it take so long to ship a version of Windows? This is why. This well, is why. to be clear. Between passive aggressive dev estimates, program managers taking like vin vengeance on those passive aggressive <laughs> dev, dev managers and that's going wait am i supposed to turn it on before i test it uh you know <laughs> no that's to be why clear. it took so long yeah no and i want i want to be like if you think about it windows releases were three years 
<laughs> uh, listen. Between ME, between Vista, between all, like it was three years, and I was a part of all of it. Three years. All right. Responsible, partly responsible. Well, I don't. I mean, we are we are on the or off, or we're on somebody else's rails at this point. Well, you haven't even asked us how our week is. That's exactly what I'm going to go we're with. Half, we we started late. We're half an hour in. We've got stops coming up we got to talk about we got to talk about what you talk about poop at some point dear to my heart i don't know what <laughs> you it might guys... be the least the less time we have for that the better i am i think so it might be good so i, how I don't know what you going? guys talked about before uh, i got on the call no i, I it was I, a I, lot I, of it was a lot of where the hell is tony yeah you know, like, so, so tony how the hell are you other than we late? should probably do a little bit of like audio editing on the start there and you know, try and find the nuggets of value. And I, I use that phrase, I, nugget. Little, little yeah, it'll become, you're, you're, you're painting a picture with your words, Tony. It'll become apparent <laughs> why later on in this episode. I'm going to give it all to Lil's narrator. She'll figure it out. Little Miss yeah. narrator will handle it. That's what and we do now. My, my week's been uh, mostly good. Excellent. You know, mostly good. So uh, um, Mostly excellent, then. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing really to complain about. You know, um, well, apart from the, you know, the usual, but uh, nothing else really to complain about. The um, what's going on? What's going on this week? What's going on since the last time we recorded? I don't remember. Yeah, it's just since Friday. Bank, bank crashes. Oh, well, yeah. But <laughs> every employee I had asked about that question, and I was like, "No, we're with <laughs> Citibank. We're fine. Stop asking questions." <laughs> yeah, we put our money into something that was too big to fail. And then um, it blew up. <laughs> so the so, Titanic, apparently. <laughs> well, I, I've said this before, you know, in a previous episode, you know, professionals built the Titanic, amateurs built the Ark. I, yeah. I literally said that and didn't really think about what I had said at the time. <laughs> it's yeah. not the, but it's got these doors, and when they come down, they won't fail. Like, oh, okay. Now, there is nothing that man makes that can't fail. So I, I, I have to go and uh, I have to go and replace um, the water heater at my at the condo I have as a rental property. You still got that thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, I still have it on Mercer Island. There, you know, got some great tenants. They're they're fantastic. And you're, I got to you're replace- the crunchiest slumlord I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, it, yeah, it's like. Uh, I am such a slumlord that every time they have a problem, I'm like, let me roll a truck and fix that for you. <laughs> you know, I really don't have this slumlording thing down yet. Yeah, fix your problems, mm-hmm. man. I'll tell you, let, remind me to tell you a story about slumlords when we're not recording. I just don't feel like it's appropriate. <laughs> For legal reasons, the first yeah, thing that we, we can't have a Patreon. It, it's so inappropriate. We can't put it on inappropriate. <laughs> under, under the advice so, of my legal counsel, I'm unable to comment just, on this. I don't story. know what the statute of limitations yeah. is. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I got to replace that, and um, this is the beauty of HOAs because you know there's a condo association and that, and uh, I've arranged to have the you know the the guys come out there, replace the, cause the, the condo association says, you know, we got to replace the water heaters every 10 years. And I get that because they, they had a, a whole bunch of like water heaters fail in third story condos. 
and that screws everyone below them and, and that. And so they've gone right. really gun-shy with the whole water heater thing. Now, my water heater happens to sit on a concrete pad right next to a parking spot. So, you know, the worst that can happen is that, uh, you know, my you know my water heater failing will just simply help um, you know water all the gardens down one side of the the condo area. It's a green move, but you know I got to go do this. So I, it it occurred to me that um, after I'd arranged everything, it occurred to me that there's actually only one um, turn off valve in our building, so I've got to turn off the entire water to. The, to the building to replace my water heater. Do you have obligations to notify the other residents of the building that this is happening? Not anymore, no, because (laughs) I have now told the HOA that I'm turning off the water. Now, I'm not a, you know, I'm an ass, but I'm not that big an ass. So I called the HOA lady, and after like a 15-minute voicemail message that she has, the system then said, we don't have, like, the, the, the voicemail box you were, you know, leaving a message for is full. So I'm like, well, I can't call you. So I sent emails. I've never heard anything back. I'm like, you know, I, my duty of care is done here now. You know. <laughs> done your part. You know, and, and if anyone complains, I'm going to point out, call emailed and so on so smoke signals something i mean whatever it takes right yeah it's like it's and we're having a little bit of an argument they they have uh an air leak in my condo and it's causing a lot of cold air to come into the condo Mm -hmm. Uh, and i asked the homo association i said look the appropriate way to approach this is to take down the exterior cladding in the because my condo sits above the parking spaces. Right. So the appropriate way to do this, and that's where the, the cold air is, is just to take that roofing down, see what is laid in there, fill it all up, and then put the roofing back in. They're like, oh, no, 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 no. No, you can't do that. You can only service that from inside your condo. So what they're asking me to do is to take my tenant and say, you cannot use the majority of your living room while we pull up carpet, floorboards, drywall, so that we can look at this area and fix it. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm happy to, I'm not happy to do it, but it's like, if that's what you want, told my tenant, it's like, look, I'm, I want to fix this problem that you have, but this is what the HOA is telling me. That's insane. That's why I don't think HOA should belong. Uh, And, um, oh, no, no. If I was living there, I'd just have rolled a truck out and just had it pulled out and, you know, wait for them to complain. But because I'm not living there, it's, you know, it's a little harder to do that. I just, I mean, my mental picture of this, all of this that you're describing, Tony, is an only murders in the building vibe <laughs> for this condo. With the you're, a, you're only responsible Steve for Martin. everything inside the studs in a condo. <laughs> exactly. Well, well and, and so I have the, the, the tenant has also said that it appears that the door jam is warped. 
and the door's not sealing properly. And I'm like, well, there's nothing <laughs> really I can do with a warped door jam from a inside of the condo perspective. I have to replace the door and most likely replace the, the door frame right, or right. door jam as well, right? Well, that ties into the exterior cladding and uh, the... Oh. So now, this is this See, is the bullshit. Part in my of house, condos. this is a problem that would be solved with a plane. Well, well no, I've been in your office, dude. <laughs> that thing is on a plane. <laughs> it's almost you know, a slide. <laughs> so that's another email. No foundation problems here. That's another email to them because like, you're not making it a problem. <laughs> you know, it, my my tenant raised this, and I'm not a slumlord, so I'm like, no, I want to fix this, but. I can't fix it without the HOA. <laughs> my my HOA makes me a slumlord. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like the HOA has to tell me. It's like, okay, who is your approved siding contractor that would allow me to remove an exterior fitting and reinstall it and all this sort of thing? I just done this for about my house, by the way. We are not well, the HOA, HOA for a reason. <laughs> they they replaced all the windows and everything when they redid the siding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, I'm like, well, I, I just can't go and do that because that's what you claim is your part of it. Now, once again, if I was living there, I would just probably go do it. And then if anyone turned up and asked or any other neighbor or whatever, I just said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something fell and uh, we're just fixing it up, you know, or. or <laughs> Basically, I just someone died in here. We're just this fixing like, the this smell. Is, Tony, yeah. is this why you have like a, a, a neon vest and a clipboard so you can just look like right? Because I <laughs> Tony, oh, Tony yeah, could so totally just... pull that off, dude. <laughs> oh, Every... absolutely. You can walk into anywhere as long as you have a clipboard. Everyone, and a vest. everyone around the the condo knows that I live there, but you know, with tenants there, you know, I can't I can't co-opt them to lie for me. So, but you, you know, could pay them. Yes, I them, I, that, I disagree. You could that, co-op them to life. That creates <laughs> that creates a paper trial, gentlemen. And remember the fundamental. Have you learned nothing of, from the, the fundamental? You learned nothing from Stormy Daniels. Isn't the, <laughs> only as much as the cash you the give them. The fundamental rule is never in writing, always in cash. Bingo. Yes. Right. And so I can't, you know, I can't co-op them. So I got to do it properly. And that's the problem with actually being a landlord that gives a rat's ass about your tenants is you've got to actually do it <laughs> properly. And I'm like, you know, fuck, you know, why? Why are you making this hard? I just want to make the world a better place. I want to make this condo it's a better It's one place. of the few times where I get to be a good guy. Just let me be good for fuck's sake. Someday I got to tell you a story about me evicting a hobo from my aunt's property because I feel like we could really commiserate. Oh, man. All right. So as much as I want to keep asking everyone else stuff. Uh, I got shit's happened, man. All right. Come on, go on. Go, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Get into it. <laughs> yeah, all right. Tell me about it. Hey, Rob. No, Rob, how's, been, how's your week been? My week? Yeah. No. We're not talking about my week. My week's <laughs> my week's shit. My, no, I my kid might do have so Please, uh, wait, wait, gives wait. me a hard time for going to smoldering man. Wait, wait, my where son did that squeaking is, just come from? Was that Rob or was that's that me? I'm squeaking. Sorry, I'm moving because I'm talking. I thought, I, more bought, that thing. I thought you I'm bought a, a 55 gallon. You know what's funny? Uh, of lube. I I actually have gotten I, feedback like that. It keeps getting better. 
We just got to figure out how to deal with the, the squeak. It's, if I bump the desk, if I bump the desk, it squeaks. I now, I when it's recording time, I like move in the one. non-squeaky chair that's less comfortable, but there's no square cheat. That might work chair out. Chair squeak? Chair squeak. That might work well because that makes you kind of sit up and be a part of man instead of lean oh, back. No, like, looking like, like, oh, oh, fuck this podcast. Mom. I know, but that's my, that's my vibe. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Whatever. Well, if you get the mic, maybe you should put the microphone behind you on an arm and then just lean it straight back so you can just. How do they come down yeah, from the ceiling? Totally. All right. so, sort of I'm like a, dentist life, really. Yeah. Anyway, Russ, your turn. What we do you don't need to talk about my week. Let's go, let's get into it because we only have. A f- <laughs> I mean, we have as much time as we want to subject our our audience to, which seems That's to be true. both growing and shrinking in weird ways. New Zealand hasn't been back this week so far, which is oh, disappointing. Damn it, we lost Kiwi man. I think at least for this week, maybe he's on vacation. Uh, I don't know, and right. it really could mm. be a vacation based on the shit he has to listen to when he comes in. But <laughs> we gained someone in the UK and someone in Australia, so. Okay, so well, more- that could have been my fault because of the, uh, you know, I, I shared the link to some mates of mine in Australia. But what about the I UK? Said, who, who brought the uh, UK Well, I, I said I mentioned Gavin, the oh, uh, D&D rules expert yeah. from uh, things, you know, so that's why you might have picked up just a one-time okay. once from Australian link. But what about the UK? Who, who's, who's responsible? Oh, no, that? that's just somebody that has no life. <laughs> yep. No. I do feel like <laughs> so the, the well is deep the well is d- the deep deep and dangerous um all now, right mr uk man we would love for you to stay around oh yeah no absolutely you know? and gavin please stick around and yeah, Tony well, won't yeah, always make it, fun of you it'll be great if gavin's listening you know <laughs> D rules expert he could run our one shot that we're going to do the three of us oh yeah no we'll, we'll talk about that later so <laughs> based on i, I guess this is a good leeway and sorry we'll get in the rest of our weeks at some point in our lives but you know sometimes we're just boring tech people but uh for some reason i wrote it down because i was i was uh both based on poop smoke joke that we put out and also right after that like three other podcasts i enjoy all talked about having great times with new technology in toilets and stuff and i thought let's let's dig into this like america is apparently the most uh, I, I, I don't know what the right word here. I wouldn't either not highly technical or very diverse in far as what people believe a toilet and all the things around it should be involved in. And to give you an idea, like I have the, to- every toilet in my house, I had to order online because you can't go to, you can't be the zombo zombie at, at like Lowe's or Home Depot and go pick this thing up. I think the most expensive toilet in the fucking building comes in at just under $200 and every one of my toilets comes in at $800 a piece because they're all one piece of porcelain. They're all designed with the idea of like a long bowl, but in a very short space. Um, so Rob, Rob, Rob. also when you're done, a little flag pops up and says way to go. Yeah. Rob, yeah. And yeah. No, they make sparklers. me feel great Rob, about myself Rob, after the experience. Rob likes a gentle cupping That's, when he sits down. Just a little tickle. Yes. And then they pull up my, uh, and, <laughs> and then they pull up my underpants for me as I go. But like, so mm. I bought these because of that. And, you know, I had to, I had to order them like online and have them like delivered and all that stuff. And then 
you get into even, and that's just me, right? And what I was interested in, but then you get in all this crazy stuff. Like, uh, you go to Japan and like the toilets are like heated and then they well now you're talking no 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 so so let's let's can we can we just clarify because you you have avoided actually saying what the topic is whilst describing this Mm -hmm. on our topic list this is called poop tech poop technology poop tech so all right Right. tony i'll let you go now but i I can't wait to hear her say this so now that we adult conversation now that we're on the topic of poop tech I think you need to split the, um, you know, you need to split the argument about the toilet and the toilet seat. First people to be banned from and, the internet. And the next thing you have is toilet accoutrements. Mm. Right. Ah. So if you think about the yeah. Japanese experience, mm. right, I, 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 I've, dumped a lot of crap in Japan. I don't remember their actual porcelain being any different from mine. However, your passport they're, was revoked. They're, uh, hence why I'm no longer able to go to the East Asian greater sphere of uh, economic cooperation. But, you know, their toilet seats certainly were, you know, miracles of modern invention, you know, of modern technology. And the accoutrement, to go all Canadian, mm-hmm. um, were like I would say excessive, but you know, mm-hmm. I, I can, guess. can you give me some examples of this besides poutine? <laughs> well, no. I think, well, if think the toilet is a poutine, run the other way. <laughs> it's like you've got to have a you know your toilet roll holder needs to be automated so that oh, it geez. can okay. You know, and then you have like, um, um, you know, a control panel on the wall that's related to, yeah. I mean, you know, room and floor well, heat. Even their basic toilet in Japan is more than we get here. So, uh, because of space and everything like that, like I was, uh, I, I was staying with a friend in Chigasaki, and the toilet literally was. Um, it was like a regular toilet, but the back had, instead of just pouring directly into the bowl, it looked like a sink on the back. So you could wash your oh, hands. No, that, is, that is an incredible Japanese invention. Yeah, on it's the back of the sink. I, and then that water became yeah, the toilet I, water. I was horribly, horribly Brilliant. drunk in Yokohama. <laughs> just Yokohama? And, well, I was horribly drunk in all of Japan. But <laughs> uh, we went out for yakisobi there. And, you know, the, anyone that can actually speak... Japanese is, pro- <laughs> is probably like, you know. No, that's my ringtone now. So, you know, <laughs> I'll so say that for you. Please, for God's sake, yeah, so stop good. trying to westernize Japanese words. But, you know, we're in the, the this um uh, this little place that was selling the, you know, this great food. Like, the food was fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Um, And their toilet had that whole setup. And I thought that was so inventive. Where the water came in, and that was the hand basin that you washed your hands in, was the water that then filled the system that they then used to flush the uh, the toilet. What I thought was less inventive about it was the toilet was simply a porcelain trench in the floor <laughs> that uh, you navigated yourself over, got in your, um, your sumo wrestling stance, and then took your dump. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I mean, I was less enamored about that, but I was very enamored with the uh, the whole, you know, don't waste water. Let you wash your hands like in it that. while it fills the the system up. Yeah, now it makes a lot of sense. And then on the other side of it, I've also been in, also in Japan. So apparently, Japan's probably our biggest innovator in um, in waste receptacles, in toilet tech. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was in a bar, and one of the bars there, like you walk into the bathroom, and there's this one toilet, and what the fuck? It just looks like a mouth, and it's can and you walk up apparently, to it. Oh, that's that was not a toilet. Apparently, Russ and I go to different bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. That. Let me finish this. It, it gets <laughs> fucking weirder. And so you walk up to it to use the urinal. And once it detects that you've started to pee, the whole thing starts to sway back and forth. And cameras, fake cameras, come out and start flashing about. And you you could sit in the corner and watch the drunk businessmen come in and be like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the whole time. So you have a whole entertainment experience while you're trying to piss is this the poop tech that you're looking for in no so far we're just on okay, here we haven't that poop sounds piece. like a pleasant but just to me at all. just tony I had, <laughs> I, I, I had my second favorite bathroom experience in japan when we were at a um shabu shabu restaurant mm. and um i go to go to the toilet now <laughs> This, I, I, I really feel like this this whole podcast to be one for the archives. Oh yeah, <laughs> we should so, definitely archive this as quickly as possible. This is a shit. <laughs> oh yes, the, the argument, you know, the discussion as to whether the shit show was going to go off the rails is not so much of is it, but when. That was really the only question. All right, so tell me about the second best dump you took. And in so Japan. you know, I go to go to the toilet. In the Shabby Shabby restaurant. This is when I worked for IBM, and so I was over in uh, Rapongi. <laughs> Ironically, yeah. <laughs> and um, I don't even really know what the narrator can do and with this. I go to the the bathroom in the men's room, and it's got this standard Western, like eight foot tall door, you know. And I open the door, and there, at about four and a half feet, is the roof. <laughs> right, it's like so being John Malkovich. <laughs> I. I'm 6'2", and so I'm looking at a lot of, like, drywall, and there is just one little channel that you that they built for Westerners. So I could slide into the channel and sort of so- walk sideways down the channel because it, it, was, it was about, you know, the width front to back of your body. It wasn't shoulder width. It was like, you know, and then when you hit the end of that, it directed you to a specific urinal, right? You didn't have any other choice. That's where it took you if you wanted to stand up. You know? and, and so- It sounds like the parking garage at an airport. Like Jenga. It was the, the weirdest like, thing that I've ever seen. You know? And if I wanted to go to an actual sit-down toilet, you know, I would have had to have ducked down and then, you know, sort of- Crab walked over the toilet. Mm, I'm undignified. guessing that there was some minimum height in Tokyo, you know, or wherever I was, that had, you know, what the, yeah, it was Tokyo, Rapongi's in Tokyo, that said that the minimum height of the room for a toilet must be like 5'4 or something. And that was exactly where they built the roof, with the exception <laughs> of this channel, just for us white guys to, to go and use. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I'm uh, talking about uh, poop tech 
First of all, Rob, I disagree that the United States is the furthest behind in poop tech. Okay. But Explain your stance for us and, and, and give us good examples. Was in Ross was just saying he was in Morocco. <laughs> How dare you? What more kid, do you need to know? My yeah. kid is not going to want to hear this story when he <laughs> shares this podcast with his friends. But uh, he was like, "Oh, we got to We were driving back to Marrakesh from something, and he was like, "We gotta, we gotta stop." I was like, "Are you sure? Because like we could." We got a nice place. It's 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 Coming 45 up. minutes away. It's but it's it's there. And he's like, nope, can't no, hold it. really got to stop. So I was like, all right, talk to the driver. He stopped at some roadside, whatever. We walked in. This is my kid's like five at this point. So, you know, or four or whatever. Like he's pretty little. Uh-oh. And I was like, <laughs> and yeah. he took one look at this squatty potty. and was like, yeah, no, I can make it back to the hotel. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, son of a so, bitch. <laughs> you know, I, I had. Um, you didn't describe it, it enough. Be, no, I need, I need to be more offended the, by this toilet. Uh, it was horrifying. <laughs> it's like I think they filmed Saw Seven in this bathroom. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> okay. So the door is closed. <laughs> How are we? When I was involved in the convention scene, the D and D convention scene in Sydney, we went to this guy's place. Now, the places, the the houses looked pretty okay, but they were directly under the flight path into Kingsford Smith Airport in Sydney. So, like, every 15 minutes, you just got this incredible smell of kerosene from the jets coming over, right? And we're there, and this place, this place is, um, he believed in tantric goodness and all this sort of stuff. And this place was just, it was just filth from top to bottom, (laughs) right? And um, I go to go to the toilet. Now, you have to understand this. I am just out of the army, right? I have dug holes in the ground and crapped in them <laughs> and buried my crap. And his neighbors you know, still hate him for it. He I wasn't even on neutral. S- I have taken sir, this dumps. Is a King. I have taken dumps <laughs> that I had to beat down with an entrenching tool because they were <laughs> like little snakes and wanted to kill me again, right? <laughs> I go I have to pee. We asked for this. We did. I have to to pee and I go to this guy's toilet and I open the door and I look in. I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. (laughs) And all I have to do is pee. So I would prefer to go to the gas station across the road and use their toilet than use his. And that's what I did. I walked across and he. And all I had to do was pee. You know? I'm like, oh my God, how can you live in a place with a toilet of this quality? This would be like, to your point, prisoners in Morocco would say that this was a crime against humanity. <laughs> the, 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 the Geneva Convention is now. You know, and that was in so, Sydney, for Christ's so- sake. I want to just to bring us back in a little bit because I know I did start this by talking about Moroccan toilets. I I am a fan of improved toilet technology. I don't know if you've seen my tushy, Rob, but 
Not in a while. I am a fan of the, I am a fan of the tushy, <laughs> which is what it's, and this gets me back to what you were talking about earlier, which is like, it sounds like you've got like an all in one turnkey system, so to speak, eh. as opposed to one of these like addendums to your existing, I mean, infrastructure, like you get some of these Toto think, toilets and they're like two grand and like heated seats. But you can and, get like a, you can get like a Toto attachment that's four or 500 bucks yeah. and you know, that's, you know, that's going to get you pretty far Most of the way there i, I think well so i haven't i haven't graduated to that yet but um I, once i once i started using my tushy it was hard stuff that's <laughs> all i'm gonna say well here, here's <laughs> one of the things and i'm i'm i don't know if i'm a fan of it but like the bidet game plan water straight up the backside. i don't i don't know if i'm down with that but it gets the job done. And also, I did a little bit of research, Rob. Wait, wait, I was wait, trying wait. To what do you mean gets the job done? Done or better? It, it gets the job done. These fancy <laughs> toilets that Rob's talking about get the job done. Are you, are you kidding but, me? Like, I don't know. I I just, water spraying at my backside just doesn't seem like a good time. But everyone who's, who's done it, it's always like, it's fucking amazing. I'll never go back to toilet paper or anything. Like no, that. Well, so like, it's fucking amazing. I'll never go back. <laughs> I always, I always, I always use the bidet uh, whenever I'm in a hotel room mm-hmm. that has one. Uh, just because I want to make sure that everything in the hotel room gets a reasonable workout <laughs> service. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you know? But do you the like reason it? why oh. Americans uh, Americans have been slow to adopt bidet technology relative to Europe and Asia is largely because this is all information from the internet, so it's got to be true. Are, are you going to make a big claim about it's all about big TP? <laughs> you know, like big can you TP let me, is can you let there, me get there like Tony can you just let me can you just industry. let me get there <laughs> all right the floor is yours Russ. Service, shut up servicemen in World War II who were frequenting brothels in France often found bidets would always find bidets in the in the brothels because bidets were everywhere in France but most of the places that the soldiers are going are brothels and it became associated with sex workers and it's a bidet is also super useful if you're menstruating so well, in america these are like taboos it. right like sex work and periods these are things that we do not oh hell yeah this doesn't that didn't happen here <laughs> so, so we became associated with these things that are very taboo in our culture in a way that made it hard for our culture to adopt what i think is pretty advanced technology and all you're talking about with your super fucking japanese toilets rob is it's a glorified bidet <laughs> yeah yeah no for sure well you know they can squirt front and back now like they got different nozzles for this exactly. shit you gotta get over your queasiness it's uh i don't know it's game changer yeah. i i always try out <laughs> i'm old school I, as hell but you know i don't understand how you know you work what is the exact user experience of getting the uh, water temperature correct, right? Is the expectation that you stand in front of it, having it spray on your face while you try and adjust, adjust the water temperature? Mm-hmm. Or do you sit on it <laughs> screaming in ice-cold pain while you turn up the hot water until you get the right thing? 
And if you go yeah. too far, then you're like, oh, my God, I've just deep fried my chicken nuggets. <laughs> right? Yeah. It, it, it's mostly just about being being a tough guy, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Look, anyone can, just- <laughs> anyone can do it hard, but only the smart people can do it easy. <laughs> exactly. Right? I do. The last thing, the other, only other thing I want to say, I want to talk about low tech poop tech mm. for a second because I have some experience with this as well. Uh, if this is even going to make the airwaves, <laughs> it'll make this it. Fucking, we, own we own these airwaves. We own these airwaves. I Ooh, have a device for because I like to hike and go on my smoldering man trips, and um, I've got a device called a Kulo Clean. Which every time I mention this, this to my hammer? wife, she's she's like, "Don't don't ever say that word again." <laughs> but it's like a little. It's uh, I, I put a link to it in our stuff. Maybe we can when whatever day we have show notes, we can add it. But it's basically a like a screw cap that goes on any water, any standard water bottle. Right. But it's got a nozzle that shoots not out the top, but out the sides, yeah, yeah. and get a little bit of a better angle. So that when you're in the outdoors, you can still have the benefit of a uh, lovely Japanese style uh, toilet experience, uh, even if you're, you know, crouched over a hole. And I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Also, the other thing I wanted to say, speaking of um, shitting, is I'm proud to say I have shit in one of Outside Magazine's top 10 most scenic toilets in the world. <laughs> What is the what? It We're, is who, it's at who a, it's proved at a, this? It was like outside magazine put together like a list of here's the top ten most places the poop beautiful toilets in the world outdoor toilets right <laughs> and one of them is at this like scout camp that's uh, out in New Mexico at the top of this mountain and it just overlooks it's like at the edge of the Rockies and it overlooks the plains and it's vast so basically just crapped outdoors. Is what you're saying, but it was oh, a no, religious like, experience as well. I got it. Like you cannot discount a crap with a view. So all this technology aside, all this stuff we're talking about, Rob, Tokyo toilets and warm seat warmers and hot water and cold water. The number, my one number one criteria is is what, what's the view? Yeah, what's the, the entertainment this, value? This was an amazing view. There used to be a bar in Sydney on George Street that had their toilet um basically the front of the building and it had one way glass and so the urinals were but were pretty much just a trough on one way glass so you could step up on the glass and watch people walk past you on the street while you were peeing and i would argue that was probably a way more uh, unique experience than taking a dump on the top of a mountain place. The, you haven't seen this view. That'd be fair. Like we're I, just going to have to agree to disagree. I mean, no, I mean, I get, I, I, I mean, it wasn't a toilet, but you know, I've been in like, you know, onsens or whatever that look at over mountains and things like that. That makes sense. And I don't think I thought about it till right this second, but like, I think the number one, inv- the best invention ever for, you know, the bathroom experience is the cell phone. <laughs> like you've got all your entertainment value. You've got everything you would ever need. Maybe they should just figure out how to make sure those things are, you know, microbially uh, safe for uh, bathroom experiences. Uh, maybe that's or, the thing they should sell. Them, like 
Yes, configure them to shoot hot water and air out of them. <laughs> no, just like, I mean... I do not want to attach a bottle of water to my cell phone, right? <laughs> oh, one, of things that, one of the things that I've always wondered about is why they get the exhaust fans in bathrooms, uh-huh. and they're like, okay, we could put in a really big exhaust fan, but instead, we're going to go get, like, the 40 mil exhaust fan from uh, a server rack and use that instead. <laughs> and so, like, you've just come back from, like, a night of, you know, kebabs and Guinness. And you've taken a dump that would kill, ch- uh, you know, children and small furry animals. <laughs> and the only thing to exhaust the gas is some, like, busted ass fan that occasionally turns once every like 37 hours <laughs> and, and it's still noisy you know, as a, a, and you a, just sort of sit there you know sit there marinating in your own stench and it's like why can you not have a real exhaust system you know this what is it with like all the exhaust system manufacturers they're like <laughs> yeah we're just gonna give you like the the slightest waft of air, like maybe if you take a small piece of tissue paper, the fan will hold it against <laughs> its uh, against the know, great, yeah, its intake. Right. Yeah. What I want is I want the type of fans they use in aircraft maintenance hangars, where they can dump the entire volume of that like one mile space every second you know <laughs> so you're and you've kind of hit on the thing i wanted to end with which is like what would be your perfect like bathroom experience so you you literally want like a server room where you got the lifted floor all the all the air coming through one side through the floor up through the room out the top and like just innocence Always preserved. Look, like I've taken many Avengers. dumps. That, I've taken many dumps that are like Richard Gibb. You know, something's crawled up there and died. And so, you know, it's. I want that smell gone. I'm less concerned about hosing down the the brown patch than I am about not have to deal with the experience that I'm having at that point. <laughs> Disassociate from what's happening. Sometimes, you know, you just float above and look down at yourself. Well, I've had out-of-body experiences before. You know, where you've been holding it and it's bad, you know, like you've had that roiling gut thing going on and you've got yeah, the we call that the prairie and, dog patrol and and you you're standing in the, the immigration line and you know you can't go to because there's no toilets because they don't want you dumping drugs and stuff and you're like come on come on you got to do this sweat breaking out on your forehead <laughs> you're and, taking starting to take your shirt off you know uh, and all that you know i've had those type of experiences you know you know, to the point where I've explained to an immigration guy once, I said, like, look, I am happy for you guys to, like, crawl up my anus with both gloves, but i got to take a dump right now. I can't get into you. You're going to like it. You know, I, I just You're going to find something. 
I just have to, you know, I, stand I in the swallows with me. I don't care, you know. Um, and we'll uh, need you to bring an extra pair of pants into the examination room. <laughs> so. I did turn up on one flight from Singapore to Auckland once, and I, I was so bad, you know, I, the, the, I, I had worn myself out on the flight by introducing the only other person in uh, business class to the concept of gunfire coffee, that I had to take a nap in baggage claim <laughs> in Auckland Airport. Is that where so you I put butter and bullshit, all the other shit in the uh, No, I, 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 I took a nap, and then I, I get my bag like an hour or two later, and I go to immigration, customs immigration, and the guy just looks at me from New Zealand. You know, and I've got my passport, and I'm about to hand it to him, and he looks at me and says, no, nah, mate, I can see you've had a hard flight. Just go on through. <laughs> you know, I didn't even bother looking at the passport. You know. yeah. It's a sweater. Right? It's like, yeah, you're not smuggling shit into this country. You know, it's like, we'll be lucky to get your dead carcass out of here at the end of your trip. <laughs> if so, the drugs were in there, they broke the, the condoms broke a long yeah. time ago. Just, just go. <laughs> so, Russ, what's your perfect bathroom experience? It's got to be the room with the view, man. So all about the view. So the view more than the tools. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's not that sort of that that holistic experience. You're one with the earth. Interesting. I'll go with that. Interesting. Yeah, I think I'm in that same boat. I mean, I, I think as long as my biggest worry is, is it clean when I sat down? Whatever I leave goes away when I hit the button. Like that. <laughs> well, sometimes you got to poke it down with the stick. Yeah, so that, if I have yeah. to worry about that, but I guess that is like the biggest fear is like, like man, mm -hmm. especially like you're in a friend's house, or especially like older relatives where the house is older, the equipment's older, and you're like, are you, you want you, you want the kind of bathroom where your biggest fear is getting eaten by a bear? Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just going to continue <laughs> trying to sell this, guys. But you're never going to be in an old person's bathroom and have to do a triple flush up, <laughs> right? <laughs> Primarily because right they haven't subscribed, you know, because they installed their shit back in the 40s or 50s or whatever, and the toilet, you know, and yes. so they had their water was infinite, right? Their <laughs> toilet is like. You know, seventy-five gallons per flush or whatever, but it doesn't just go straight down. It like versus the modern EPA-approved one, which is like, yeah, you've got uh, seventy grams of water to flush that down with. I, I get what you're saying, and yeah. it makes sense on paper. But when you're you're in the moment, that thing is building up to this whole I, event. I, I, like I would not. I would not have used the term "make sense" on paper. I was laughing about spoiler. It makes sense in whatever terms you want to put it, but like, like that toilet is filling up and it's filling up and it's filling up, and you're like, at what point does this go down the fucking hatch? And then all at once, it starts to slow down and go down and go down. It's like, am I getting enough momentum to get rid of this? Is it going to happen? And like it. Just does enough to get rid of it, oh, so that, even though this, it took 85 at, at gallons to do of, it. This kind of play-by-play -play is what people keep coming back for. New Zealand, Absolutely. we miss you. Yeah, come at, back, New Zealand. <laughs> at the bottom of the at the bottom of the bowl, when you're like, is it is it going to go? Is it going to go? Is it? Gonna, and then you're like, and then it stops. It slows down. And it stops. You're like, now, is there enough space for me to flush again? Yes. 
Yeah, or do I have to wait until the water just slightly drains out? It's all fun and games till this happens at someone else's house party. Exactly. When, That's my point. When I first I came here space. to the so when I first came here to the US back in like '91, I'm in LA airport or San Francisco airport. I forget which city it was, and I go to go to the toilet in the airport because you know i've landed got through customs blah blah now i'm on my way to seattle and i open the door and i look into the toilet i'm like oh fuck blocked <laughs> i'm the next one looked in blocked i'm the third one looked in blocked and it's this point that i started to realize that maybe they're not blocked maybe in america they have a different amount of water left in the bowl <laughs> yeah you because know, in australia we only have a very little amount of water oh i see it was, it. yeah okay right? And here in the U.S., it's like half the bowl is full of water. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, blocked, blocked. Oh, maybe not, you know. And then I flushed the toilet and it worked. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just go use that. <laughs> um, and, and this is the most amazing thing about toilet technology is that it's such a similar design all around the world, yet every experience is different. True, true. I'm just appreciative that you went through a QA process before you committed to putting anything into production. Before you put any hard deliverables down. Check it. Dude. <laughs> I, I'm former oh. army. You know, it's like, yeah, the last thing you want to do, you want to make sure that, you know, your tank suit or your greens are out from under the process before it happens. Because <laughs> otherwise you're going to spend another three days with that shit behind your neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know it, it, it's all about like making sure before it happens rob you asked for it and i got it gents that was i think that's where i think i'm gonna leave this one i have some See, i want i wanted to do is google a failed software company but no poop tech was the uh devoted in one do not Unless, pretend you didn't all jump on this I shit feel like as well. it got the most votes <laughs> <laughs> well uh, well we've flushed this one out so uh <laughs> let's let's move yep. on to cleaner pastures next hope week that uh hope that the wipe up the wipe down and wonder polish can uh you know carry on to next guys week. i i feel 10 pounds lighter and half as smart and i'm gonna go do that now so uh <laughs> I'll see you all in a bit. I can't wait to see what a little Miss Narrator does with this shit. Cheers, all. Me, me too. <laughs> all right, see you, boys. Cheers. Alrighty then. And to think that I took time off from being sick to do this for this episode. Regardless, what did you guys think? Should the boys do a D&D &D one shot? And when did I get the name Little Miss Narrator? At this point, it should be like Little Miss gets sick every couple weeks but whatever. It might not have been their best work, nor mine, but it wasn't their crappiest. As a little aside from um, future Little Miss Narrator, um, I didn't get the joke, um, the, the poop tech and the crappiest. Um, there was a joke there that I completely missed. Um, please ignore that. Um, I didn't laugh, sorry. <laughs> Back to the real narration. As if an insetilet wasn't enough, they needed to talk even more about toilets, or the complete lack thereof. Maybe next week will be something... cleaner in topic? <laughs> Whatever, I'm gonna go back to being sick now. Bye guys! Cheers! <laughs>